Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 to 33. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Barfish, continuing through Ephesians. Uh, This is the end of Ephesians 5. And if you've been to a wedding of, you know, some some good old uh, Christ covenant people lately or otherwise like-minded believers, uh, you might have heard this passage read. And this is a big wedding passage, obviously. Lots to talk about husbands and wives and Christ and the church. And, you know, this is not the most popular passage these days, uh, even among the uh, broader community of Christians and evangelicals. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul's writings on gender, on marriage, are uh, kind of sharply contested in some circles. And so mm-hmm. um, here we are today in ODR in the boiling water pot. And <laughs> But I, I do think, like, there, there is really immense beauty and wisdom here. Um, And so we're going to get into it, but we got, you know, everything from this interesting phrase in verse 25 or 26 talking about the husband um, cleansing his wife by the washing of water with the word. Yeah. So a very like poetic, romantic kind of confusing image. And then we have this language of headship, which is really, really important and I think really easily misunderstood. And then, you know, we have sort of these blatant commands to husband and wives about, um, you know, leadership and followership. So, yeah. Barfish, Barfaccio, the man, <laughs> the, of the ODR people, the Foch. <laughs> He's here. What are your thoughts um, on Ephesians 5? Well, you know, you, you called it the, we're here in the boiling pot. And, and I mean, I, I think it's worth stating it's only a boiling pot if it is viewed that way. Mm. It's actually a beautiful passage. Come this on. is not like this is not a boiling pot passage at all. It's only culturally nowadays and kind of 21st century uh, Western culture. Yeah. It becomes a boiling pot because some of the some of the ideas have been challenged and our cultural current these days are, are kind of moving in a in a particular direction yeah. that you know, this, that goes against the grain of this. Yeah. I just want to say, 
I've never been so happy to be rebuked in my life. <laughs> well, so and I, I, I no, no, no. receive it. But it was it was true. It is a boiling pot passage for those today. It just mm. doesn't. And so it's not a rebuke of you, um, even I though could, you could. can receive it if you want. No, I, I choose to receive it as a yeah, rebuke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. That's it. That's it. Um, but it is, uh, it, it, it's really a beautiful passage. And, and I'll say one thing about this is, if you have ever witnessed a marriage, like a, a long time marriage, Jabeth and I have been married for 17 years now. I'm talking like 40, 50 years who have actively lived this out over the lifetime of yeah. their marriage. You never look at those and think, man, they should have done it different. I know. You know? I know. That's, <laughs> you know, that's so, a great word. Yeah. So it's like it, this, this works and is good mm-hmm. and is right for the husband to be the head, for the wife to submit, for the husband to love his wife as Christ loved the church. I mean, yeah. all these like beautiful things that are coming out of this passage. And, and honestly, I mean, this is a passage that we as husbands should return to often and say, how am I doing? How am I doing, you know, loving my wife as Christ loved the church? Well, how did Christ love the church? He gave himself up for her. Yeah. He literally sacrificed his life. He laid down his life. He, he didn't just get on, you know, one knee and 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 wash it, the feet as he does in John 13 when he's just about to go to the cross, but he actually lays down his whole life. Yeah. So he serves in like the most ultimate of ways. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, so this is a great passage to kind of come back to. So, yeah, um, you know, I mean, diving into, I guess, some of the specifics of it, um, it it's obviously dealing with a husband-wife relationship and comparing the husband-wife relationship to Jesus and the church. So I think that ought to be very clear in our minds, and, and I think we're familiar with the passage and, and probably know that. Uh, but, it, but in verses 25 and 26, it, it, it almost kind of like, uh, goes back and forth on both of those images, the husband, wife, and Christ in the church. And um, and in verse 26, it says that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church. So he kind of goes, it, it's like husband and wife, church, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle. Um, so, you know, some of the focus of this passage, especially today, kind of the boiling pot kind of mentality um, gets to be on the wife submitting to the husband. R- really, like the passage is 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 very heavily focused on the husband and what the husband's responsibility is towards a wife. And it's it's a very weighty responsibility that we have that as husbands we should be sanctifying our wives. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that is weighty. Yeah. You know, and and I and I think in today's culture we've probably lost some of that where it's kind of like the wife has her own spirituality or her own journey and the husband has her own journey and like sometimes they can come together and like talk about it and it's fun, you know, or whatever. But it's actually saying that like the husband should be concerned with the sanctification of the wife and actually sanctifying her. Yeah. Washing and her with the you know, with totally. the water of the word. Just to add on to that, to go to piggyback off what you said about like you've never seen a marriage that really follows strives to follow this for 40 50 years and you never think like why they should have done it different right in a similar manner uh you know in a marriage when the husband is really leading the charge and kind of uh teaching his family and, and uh leading the like example of godliness yeah the household generally is like brought up to that 
And whenever, and I've seen this with my own eyes all the time, and I'm not very old. Yeah. But even so, whenever the wife is really the one trying to lead the example and the husband is just not following suit, you know, when the, when the husband is leading, it, it kind of creates this like energy and this like positivity in a house and mm-hmm. in a marriage that I've seen and I know you've seen. Totally. And when the wife is leading and, you know, I'm guilty of like losing, uh, losing steam and letting myself kind of peter out. And yeah. then like Jenna gets, will get super frustrated in those moments yeah. or, you know, like it does not lend itself towards like this harmonious household. Yep. So it's yep. another one of those things that's just proved by like the practical outplaying. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had some interesting thoughts as well, just on how like authority is viewed these days, you know? And, and so we have a tendency to look at this passage negatively when it says wives submit to your husbands. So, mm. yeah, you know, so headship is an interesting, I hinted at this, but headship is an interesting phrase and idea. And what I mean when I say headship is, you know, 23 says the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And, you know, another example, so it kind of sounds like it's subverting right. somebody to something in like this negative way. It could be interpreted that totally. way. Totally. And, yep. and it often is. And, right. And especially in like evangelical communities and whatnot. And so another uh, kind of dicey passage or, or just like a spicy one, First Corinthians 11, head coverings passage. Uh, you know, it, it says that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband and the head of Christ is God. I think we can really laser in on that and see the head of a wife is her husband. Mm. And, you know, I admit to like my westernized ears, that sounds kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I wish that wasn't in the Bible is like my first instinct. Mm. But as I've spent time with that, wrestling with that, you know, the thing that has stuck out to me is the like direct comparison that's given following that is that the head of Christ is God. Right. So as a believer, as a Christian, I do not view, like I subscribe to that idea, but I also do not believe that Christ is less glorious than God. Right. I do not believe that God is greater than Christ. And, you know, that's actually like a core belief of the Trinity is co-equality. Yeah. And um, that all three members of the Trinity are co-eternal and co-equal. And Mm. uh, there's this equality there. And so this is part of like the paradox of scripture is that there is equality within order Mm -hmm. and organization. Mm. And so it does not, you know, I think in our minds, we often you hierarchy and order as, you know, basically degrees of value, degrees of respectability, degrees of honor. Um, and simply within the gospel economy, it's actually the opposite that, you know, uh, if we, if we approach Ephesians five with this idea of the world that, you know, to submit is to lessen your honor, um, then of course we're going to walk away offended and confused Mm. and confounded. But if we understand the gospel economy where to lower yourself is to be exalted and to mm. serve is to lead and to take leadership and, mm. you know, go about lording your le- leadership over other people, um, you're actually lowering yourself and dishonoring yourself. Right. You know, then actually this kind of economy that the Lord is setting up where we are all equally bearing the image of God 
and imaging God in unique ways. And mm. yet there's this ordered way in which we have to sacrifice ourselves. Mm. then, you know, it, it sets things at right. And I, I do love like the, the example of Christ in the church that's here in Ephesians five, mm. you know, as a believer, like, I hope you would never think that the church in submitting to Christ is being oppressed by Jesus or, yeah. you know, being like suppressed by Jesus mm. or losing honor because mm. of Jesus. But we actually believe the exact opposite that when we submit to Jesus, we are exalted in heavenly places. And yeah. so our exaltation is through submitting to Christ. Yeah. And so we have to think about this through a gospel economy and it mm. completely reframes how we view submission and totally. you know, leadership. Yeah. And I mean, I guess one specific thing I would point out as we're kind of wrapping up on this is, uh, you know, in verse 25, it says, husband, love your wives. In verse 28, it says, in this in the same way, husbands should love their wives. In verse 33, however, let each one of you love his wife as himself. I mean, it's, it's over and over, husbands, love your wife. And honestly, if I, I mean, I don't know how to verify this necessarily, but if, if husbands would first love their wives, it oftentimes seems like everything else kind of goes, you know, falls into place yeah. in a marriage. And so, um, I, I guess just a, uh, just a special word for husbands today. Are, are we loving our wives? Yeah. Um, and, and I'll, I'll just kind of throw that out there and, and, uh, maybe for the husbands who are listening to chew on that, and uh, and if we're not, let's let's uh, let's repent and let's let's get it right with our wives. Come on, uh, if we are, let's let's keep going. I I did before we close. I want to give one shout out. Oh, to Adam and Jamie Claire Allen. Come on, uh, Adam that, and Jamie Claire Adam. Uh, Allen. Allen. Yes. Allen, sorry. That uh, his name is not Adam. Adam. <laughs> Adam. Adam. That'd <laughs> but be awesome. They just got married on Sunday. And they asked me to read scripture in their wedding. And I read this very wow. passage, Ephesians 5, 22 to 33 in their wedding, Dang. ball ground, Georgia. I was reading this passage ball ground. I've in a suit ground. on Sunday. Come on. Yeah. It's very beautiful. That's awesome. Um, and they're on their honeymoon right now. So. so that means for anyone who was at that wedding, including the Allens hmm. and that has listened to this episode, they have heard you read this passage twice yes. in a week. Yes. Man, what a blessing. Wow. I'm jealous. <laughs> Man. Well, on behalf of Barfaccio, the Foch, I'm Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.